In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 2. Every year his parents went to Jerusalem for the feast of the Passover. When he was twelve years old, they went up to the feast according to the custom. After the feast was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. Thinking he was in their company, they traveled on for a day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me? he asked. Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he was saying to them. What are we to make of the twelve-year-old Son of God? Somewhere along the way, this account of Jesus was misused as a club to beat me in order to try to conform my life to the third commandment. It went like this. Don't you see how Jesus was in his father's house when he was twelve years old? You should be too. And for a time, this account of the twelve-year-old Lamb of God brought only guilt and shame whenever I heard it or thought of it. To be sure, my natural being is an idolater. The last place it wants to be is in God's house. It loves sitting in the council of Satan's teachers, hanging on their every word, learning all it can from them. Indeed, my natural heart hates the third commandment. The last thing it wants to hear or read, learn or study, contemplate or follow is the word of God. It loves not only to listen to Satan's lies, but also to conform itself to them and shape itself around their ugliness. And the same is true of you. So what are we to make of the twelve-year-old Jesus? The context of Luke 2 shines brightly on the work of Jesus here. All of those lessons you have heard from Luke chapter 2 in our devotion since December 24th reveal Jesus as your substitute, even in his infancy and childhood. Here in Luke chapter 2, you have Jesus proclaimed to you as an infant and boy who is also true God. Here is Jesus entering every phase of growth and learning. All this he does perfectly without sin. All this he does to earn your salvation. What are we to make of the twelve-year-old Jesus? We get a bit of a hint from some of the pictures you are seeing as you listen to this devotion. If you look at many of the paintings depicting this account of Jesus' life, you will see a look of awe on the faces of the teachers of the law. We also get a hint from Jesus' mother. Tomorrow, you will hear again how Mary pondered all this. What are we to make of the twelve-year-old Jesus? It is this. 
The twelve-year-old Lamb of God attends the Passover festival that points to his life-giving slaughter on the altar of his cross. The twelve-year-old Son of God grows in wisdom, sitting in his temple, listening and asking questions. His obedience is perfect. His understanding of his Father's will is perfect. His comprehension of the work the Father sent him to do is perfect. Jesus offers his pure and sinless obedience for our idolatry. He hears and learns and loves God's word in place of our third commandment rebellion. Here is your substitute. Here is your Savior. Look and be amazed. Listen and be astonished. Receive and be comforted. Amen. In our prayer today, we remember three fourth-century leaders in the church, Basil and the two Gregories, who were faithful confessors and defenders, especially of the doctrine of the Trinity. Let us pray. Almighty God, you revealed to your church your eternal being of glorious majesty and perfect love as one God in a trinity of persons. We give you thanks for faithful confessors like Basil and the Gregories. May your church receive grace to continue steadfast in the confession of the true faith and constant in our worship of you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, who live and reign, one God, now and forever. Amen.